0: How's it going how's it going my friends um super happy to record this podcast It's been a while uh I went on a ten day retreat uh meditate at a meditation center called uh, vipassana where they teach the the meditation technique vipassana and they pretty much um to, to put this like in one dot, it's uh, take refuge in Dhamma. Dhamma is the law of nature. And it it wants the technique, wants you to take refuge in Dhamma. And Dhamma is, is a lot of things when you um, dissect the laws of nature. You find that there are certain... Uh, ways, certain scientific um, ways or methods that, like, okay, the universe works around these laws, let's put them all together and let's call them the laws of nature, that's it, take refuge in Dhamma, so, in the modern age that we're currently living in, we are... It's like if we're forcing the law of nature. We're like trying to go faster than the law of nature. And there's a paradox there. Since we want to go faster than the law of nature. And we want to progress. We actually regress. And don't believe me intellectually. Feel it in your body. And the more I'll I'll talk about Vipassana. I'll talk about this meditation technique a lot a lot in my life so don't believe me intellectually what's going on right now is a podcast and a podcast it's just it's just intellectual understanding intellectual entertainment and do not content yourself with that go experience that intellectual understanding go experience these vibrations that are coming out of my mouth these sensations that i that are coming out of my mouth but when i when i tell you that you're like okay great well how tell me how so this is where the vipassana meditation technique comes in because this technique is mostly, mostly oriented in self-observation, in sensation observation. Observation of the, f- the sensation inside you. The temperature, the vibration, the tingling, the pressure, the tightness, all these things that are happening inside us but the problem is that most people right now they don't feel they don't feel these sensations it's a skill you develop with meditation from what I understood in the 10 day I was meditating for 10 days in the center no talking no phone only eating, walking in the, in the wood, and then two hours meditation session, then three hours and four hours and one hour, and then at the end of the, of every day, there's a discourse, like a a video of like one hour, an hour and a half, where, um, Mr. Gokhan, I think that's what his name is, but I'm pretty sure it's not Go. Goan Ken, I don't know, it's an Indian guy, really, really humble, really, um, love and compassionate, lovely and compassionate, it's amazing, anyway, so, the first day, so, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to, like, tell you the technique, and if you want you can practice the 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 first stage of the technique so for the first three days they are mostly focusing on the technique is focally not the technique the 10 day course the first three days are focusing on the breath and a small area around the, the nostrils and the upper lips and they they want you to focus on the sensations let's say that the air coming in and out of your nose you can feel it with your sensation the temperature it's hot or it's cold or um, it's tingling and you want to scratch your nose oh you don't scratch you just look you observe you you feel you sense through your senses so most people would say, okay, we have six senses. We have the touch. Uh, we have the physical touch with our skin. We have the, the, the eyes that can see, the ears that can hear the, the, the smell with the nose and the taste with the mouth. Great. Let's go beyond that. We all have one sense, the sense of touch. We touch, we come in contact too, we come in contact with atoms, we are a fucking mass of atoms, and we come in contact with the rest of the atoms in the universe, right? Simple as that, let's keep it simple. Every time there's a contact, there is a sensation, there is an experience, There is something between these atoms. There is something keeping these atoms together. There is an experience. There is a sensation. There is an attraction. Or there is a repulsion. So this is where craving and aversion comes. Craving is wanting to go towards pleasure aversion is wanting to go away from unpleasant sensations and a key important part of this technique is staying equanimous equanimity and equanimity is whether you can sense a pleasant sensation or an unpleasant sensation on your nose let's say oh it's it's fresh it's it's cold when i breathe in or it's hot when i breathe out great but let's say there's a there's a tingling on your nose and you want to scratch it It's like you want to scratch it because it feels unpleasant. So you just want to scratch and then it becomes pleasant again. You don't feel it, right? But when you practice Vipassana, the goal, the main goal is to observe your senses. So you do not scratch. You let it be as it is. And all these sensations, all of these sensations are either craving or aversion. And you can simply look at these sensations as craving or aversion. But you just want to observe. You look. You look at the craving of scratching your nose. Or you look at the aversion of that unpleasant sensation on your nose. But it can be all around your body. So, in the first three days, they tell you to breathe whenever you Think, whenever the mind wonders, oh, I wonder if blah, 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 blah. And then you, you end up thinking about like a situation from the past. Uh, your friend told you this, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Every time the mind wonders, it either go in the past or take the past to try to recreate the future, to try to create the future. Imagination or visualization or manifestation, call it whatever you want. So, at first, you sit down, you close your eyes, keep your eyes closed, and you focus on the breath, and you just breathe consciously, and you focus on that. And then your mind start wondering. Oh, what if blah, 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 blah. Or remember when it doesn't matter what it is, how it feels. It doesn't matter if you start thinking. When you catch yourself thinking, come back to the conscious breathing. So you stopped wondering. So you come back to the breath. The second day you do the same exact same thing. But you add a ball to juggle with, and it's the second ball is think of the breath, like not think of the breath, but be aware of the breath coming in and out. Just be aware of the breath coming in and out while you're breathing. And then you do that, you practice, you practice. And the more you do it, the less you wonder, the less you get um, lost in your mind, (laughs) basically. The less you are in the past and in the future, and the more you go into the present. Because the mind, the, the, the mental activity, it's it's about the past memories or taking those past memories and try to create the future or imaginate the future. So whenever you think or wonder, you're not in the present moment. So that's the third day, the third ball, uh, the, the second day, the second ball, sorry. The third day, you add another ball. Do that, but start feeling the sensation of the air coming in and out when you breathe. The cold, the hot, the little tingling. And they make you focus on this small area, like a triangle from upper lips to um, your entire nose, let's say. And... This third step is really sharpening your mind because you're, f- you're putting your focus on a little part of your body and just looking at what's going on there. And the more you practice that simple thing, the more you can feel like the, the clarity of the air coming in and out becomes clearer. You can. It's. It's like if you can feel it more. You can feel the cold more. You can feel the hot more. And but it's very subtle. It's very, uh, like. The difference between let's say, uh, the, the first day of meditation and the third day of meditation is really subtle. Little sensations you couldn't feel before. The pleasant sensations and unpleasant sensation, and you're just becoming aware of. Your sensations and some of them are unpleasant and some of them are pleasant good let me keep observing and then the fourth day it's when they teach you to scan your entire body let's say it like that scanning for sensations looking for sensations The same sensations that you felt on this little triangle part in your face, nose and upper lips. And then you find tinglings on your arm that you would like to scratch, but you don't. You just observe tingling on your feet. Oh, you just observe. You're still in in 2D, in, in the surface level. And, um... At a certain point, when you go from head to toe, from toe to head, head to toe, toe to head, and you practice that for like three days, 30 hours of meditation, and that's the only thing you do, you start having that flow of sensation. You can feel the sensation all around your body at a surface level, like a 2D level And um, it's like a flow. It's like water. You can feel uh, like water coming down and then coming up. You start from the head. You do the face, the, the hair, the back of the neck. And then you do your arms. And then one arm, the other arm. You're scanning for sensations. It's like... Like, dropping, um, dropping water. I'm trying to look for the word good lit It's not a good. <laughs> You're just dropping one water thing. I don't have the name. <laughs> anyway, and you just feel it flow on your body, looking for sensations. Anyway. So when you keep practicing that and you're able to calm the mind slowly and but surely, you're calming the mind, looking at your sensations, looking at your breath, looking how it feels, feeling it, you know, observing those sensations. Then you get to this point where, okay, there are sensations everywhere on my body. My body's like tingling. It feels like it's shaking a little bit. If you ever, if you ever uh, have done a breath work, like very intense breath work, let's say a Wim Hof technique, um, breath work, your entire body shakes. It's like vibrating. You can feel your body vibrate. Uh, you can feel your body vibrations. Let's say it like that. Your body is vibrating all the time. And these vibrations... There are contact. There are contact with with within like atoms and um, I would say waves. There are waves and particles, right? If you study like a little bit of quantum physics, that's what we know about the universe. But knowing it intellectually, okay, that's great. But feeling it, experiencing the law. Of the universe. The law of nature. Dhamma. Experiencing it. Through observation. Of your own. Senses. You. Start developing your own truth. And not the truth that someone else told you. You should do this. You should do that. You start developing your own morality your own principles your own philosophy your own truth based on your experience not based on your intellectual understanding or the information that have came across you uh, in on Instagram in books on YouTube on let's look at all that information as intellectual Entertainment or intellectual understanding. Experiencing it through your senses consciously, not unconsciously. The thing is that your body is always experiencing these sensations, your unconscious mind. Your subconscious mind, whatever you want to call it, the part of you that's automatic or you're not aware of it, you can be aware of it with practice. You can become slowly but surely more aware of what is automatic or subconscious or unconscious, which is you're not aware of it, but it is temporary, it is not permanent. It is not eternal. Simply, you can see more of reality. You can feel reality. You can feel the law of the universe, the law of Dhamma. The law of nature, basically. So, we're currently at 20 minutes. And I've talked about the technique a little bit. But I, I'm i only at the surface level. So I'll go deeper. A little deeper. Equanimity. Extremely important. Equanimity. Equanimity. I'm not quite sure what the word is exactly. Doesn't matter. This equanimity. What it is. Is... Whether it's a pleasant sensation or unpleasant sensation. Your leg hurts after three hours of meditation. Doesn't matter. Hurt. It's pain. Pain, it's sensations. And when you start accepting that pain, you start loving that pain. You start seeing its integrity. When it hurts, you can only see that big Gross sensation. It hurts. It's like one big dot. But if you observe long enough. And you accept that. Pain for what it is. Sensation. Sensations that arises and passes. You just look at it. And the more you experience it. The more you love it. The more you accept it. The more you understand it. Because the. The pain, the gross sensation, the one dot. Oh, it hurts. If you wait long enough, it starts disappearing a little bit. It starts disintegrating itself. And you can start looking at all the subtility, the, the, the subtle sensations inside that gross sensation. So you start seeing pleasant sensation inside the pain, and you start seeing smaller sensations that are less unpleasant, less unpleasant, more pleasant, less pleasant than the more pleasant, okay, you're just comparing sensations here and there in your body, and um, you accept every sensation, whether it's Unpleasant or pleasant. Great. So. If you stay at a surface level. And you observe everything. The pain in your legs. Or the pain in your back. At a certain point. You get that flow of pleasant sensation. All around your body. At a surface level. And it's enjoyable. You have learned. That if you observe the unpleasant sensation at a surface 2D level on your body, they 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 actually start being pleasant and you start feeling a pleasant sensation all over your body. So that's a big step. You're like, oh shit. At first, I could only be aware of my breath. And then I could be aware of The sensations or the 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 temperature that are the air that is coming in and out of my nose and then the little tingly sensations around my nose oh okay great and then you do that on your entire body and you're like oh shit that's that's nice but it hurts I feel so much pain fuck Okay, and then you start accepting that pain for what it is, sensation, and you're just looking for sensations, scanning from top to bottom and bottom to top, from head to toe, toe to head, part by part, piece by piece, looking for sensations, and you stay equanimousy, you stay equanimous, which is, it doesn't matter if it's pleasant. Or unpleasant. It doesn't matter. Let's stay in the observer seat. Observing the sensation. Experiencing them. For what they are. Looking at them. That's it. But then. You find a really. Really unpleasant sensation. And it's really hard to love it. It's really hard to stay equanimous while experiencing that sensation. And this is where you can start identifying your intellectual limits or your mindset. You start experiencing at a sensational level, sens- sensation level, your shitty mindset or the limit of your mindset. So we all want to get better. We we all want to become a better version of our self. And that's great. And one of the ways to do that is to learn. Okay. You're learning stuff. Great. You have concept you have strategies, you have new words you can use, you have all of that intellectual understanding of the world. Great. But you haven't experienced it yet. You have not directly experienced reality. You just have intellectual concept of the universe or the law of nature or reality. So coming back to that pain that big pain you want to love and and accept for what it is which is sensations so that you can see the subtle the subtler sensations inside that pain and okay let it be let's not value pleasant sensation over unpleasant sensation. Let's just look at unpleasant sensation. Let's, let's put them both on the same um, importance. The, the pleasant sensation are as important as the unpleasant sensation. Great. Let's just look at them. Observation. And let's stay equanimous. Let's stay in mental balance while looking at pain and while looking at pleasure. Let's stay in mental balance when I identify craving for pleasant sensation or aversion for unpleasant sensation. Let's observe. Let's feel the vibration. And let's keep Looking for more sensations, and the more you look for new, subtler sensations throughout the body, you it's like if you forget about the old sensations you were focusing on that pain, oh, it hurts in my legs. No, let me just do my body scan from top to bottom, feet to head, part by part, piece by piece, looking for. New sensations. But that takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of concentration. That takes a lot of awareness. A lot of practice. If it hurts in in your legs. And you want to focus on these little. Um, sensations on your face. Your attention tends to go. Well my attention right now tends to go into the pain. I'm like, oh, it hurts. It cost me energy to observe these sensations equanimously. And when your mind goes into not being balanced, let's say, if you crave, then it's not balanced. If you want to get away from pain, then it's aversion, then it's not balanced. It's not equanimous. So every time you encounter new sensation, it's like new data. And that new data, you have to experience it equanimously by looking at it for what it is, which is a sensation. Not a pleasant sensation or an unpleasant sensation. Because if you see that pleasant sensation, if you see, if you have the perspective that that sensation is pleasant or that sensation is unpleasant, now you are not equanimous. And you you are not progressing. You are resisting. There are resistance. And you want the flow of nature to just let it be on you. So you have to let go of your craving and aversion so that you stay equanimous to the laws of nature. And the more you're able to stay equanimous and in hard situations or pleasant sensation or pleasant situations, let's say someone comes to you and he's like, yo you are so great i love you so much you're the best person in the you're the best person in the world and you just equanimous to that and you just observe you observe the craving to self-gratify yourself for being the best and the ego game and you just hey thank you very much i greatly appreciate that but i do not put myself on the pedestal. I do not put what you've just said to me on a pedestal for my ego inflation. I just say thank you I, like I, I'm, I'm happy that um, you are you're seeing that in me great like thank you very much but that doesn't make you um, feel good or feel bad, which is pleasant sensations or unpleasant sensations. What is great about this technique is that you start understanding that the mind and the body are interconnected. The attitude you have towards a sensation The sensation is physical. It's the body. But the attitude is the mind. It's the perspective. It's the vibration of of that sensation. It's like how you feel it. So. By. Becoming more and more aware of the subtler sensations throughout your body at a surface level. 2D level. At the same time. You start looking at your attitude. Ah oh, fuck it hurts. Fuck it hurts. Or. Oh that's a great sensation. Great. That's your attitude towards. A certain situation. A certain physical situation. You are reacting. To a physical situation a physical contact of two atoms or multiple atoms put together these millions and millions of atoms put together vibrating together and you you s- you feel that you sense this big mass cloud of atoms Bombarding each other. Contacting each other. You you feel that. And you look at it. You have an attitude towards it. You either love it. You don't understand it. It, it, it doesn't. Like it's not good. It's bad. Pleasant sensation is good. Unpleasant sensation is bad. No. Let's just wait long enough. Keep looking for... Sensations, subtler sensations. And the more we do that, the more we, we, we see that, oh, in the good, there was bad. And in the bad, there was good. Because if I crave a pleasant sensation, then the unpleasant sensation are also at the same degree of angle if you look at equanimity as a kind of balance. equanimity is when the balance is neutral. If you crave the balance. whoop. The pain is going to hurt more. And it's the same way. If you crave for the pain. Which is what I was doing initially. I was like oh that means pain is good. And let's observe the pain. I was focusing on the pain. And then. Again, the balance, it went the other way. So the pleasant sensations, I couldn't feel them anymore. They weren't there because I was only focusing on the on the unpleasant sensations. And that was my first big um, limitation. I identified that I was, f- for the last year or two years, I was focusing on... The unpleasant sensations. I wasn't equanimous to the law of nature. I was like, oh, I don't know that word. Let me focus on that word. Let me understand that word. Because it hurts. Because I don't understand it. I want to love that word. I want to use it in my language. I want to use it during my conversations with people. And. Great. Now. I I identified that through my senses, through the, the non-equanimacy of my mind, the attitude towards the sensations that are coming, that are being felt by my unconscious mind. I'll say that again in another way, because it's really important. We are always feeling sensations the body is always feeling sensations many 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 sensations unconsciously subconsciously it's automatic we don't take the time to look at them but in there there are a lot of impurities a lot of contradictions and these impurities and contradictions are affecting your behaviors, are affecting your mindset, are affecting your attitude, are affecting your non-equanimity in your day-to-day life. You encounter a situation, you're like, ah, no, I don't want, I don't want to do it. And you encounter another situation, and it's like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. But. When you let go of that craving and aversion, it's like if things happen naturally. And you start desiring what comes naturally. And you start purifying these desires. The desire for pain or the desire for pleasure. Desires. You can have pleasant desires or unpleasant desires. Pleasant desire is craving. Unpleasant desire is aversion. But these desires... are called sankharas. All these sankharas... all these addictions... I'm addicted to that desire or that craving. I'm addicted to that desire or aversion. I'm addicted to that. It's a sankara, That addiction... I would say, affect your behaviors. If you're addicted to that, 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 addicted to that. Addicted to that, addicted to that. And some of these addictions, some of these sankaras are conscious. Some of these are unconscious. Some of these addictions are conscious and unconscious. So, great. Okay, there are addictions in my unconscious mind, there are addictions in my conscious mind, and um, I can feel with my sense through observation these addictions. I can feel a sensation in my body, and I can identify it intellectually as, let's say, my addiction to my vape, or my addiction to sugar or salt, or my addiction to um, sex, or lust, or whatever, and, okay, what do I do with that, that's all that intellectual, like, entertainment, educate, educate, education from this podcast, Uh, what the fuck do I do, I got so many addictions, Conscious addictions, unconscious addictions, fuck. I'm fucked. No. We can keep exploring. Let's look at them as addiction, contradictions. They are contradicting yourself. They are contradicting themselves. Contradictions, like it's one addiction against the other. Let's say it like that. Which one is going to, to win? It's like war. It's war inside the, the head, inside the body. Contradictions after contradictions. Who's going to win? The strongest one, depending on the balance, the equanimity. Is it more towards craving aversion or craving... Um, Craving, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the desire to for pain or the desire for pleasure. Like, equanimacy. L- let it be. Let it be. But when you let it be, you start observing these contradictions. So, when you find an addiction or a contradiction, you're like, oh, oh my God, I don't want that. You discovered something about yourself Through your physical senses. Oh, I have this pain in my leg that means this. I don't want that. I don't want to be this person in my life. I don't want to have that attitude towards my mom or towards my girlfriend. I don't want to have this attitude, this perspective, this non-equanimous mind towards that object, situation, business, partner, friend, family, uh, whatever. And instead, you decide to observe. Instead of reacting to that addiction, when you identify it for the first time, you look at it, you observe it, and you don't let it make you react. So, okay, I can start seeing all these addictions inside me intellectually, and I can also start feeling those addictions in my body through my physical senses, that brings so much fucking clarity. It is crazy. It is unbelievable. It is unimaginable. It's like, oh, now I, oh, I understand. And also, I feel, uh, both are, interconnected I was putting more importance to understanding intellectually and I was putting less importance on feeling and experiencing sensations and it's okay it's okay I accept myself for what it is. I can start seeing that I was craving intellectual understanding through the pain in my legs. Great. So I start, I started, that's a realization I had during my 10-day meditation. I started Accepting that. I was like, okay, let's just accept it. I'll love myself for for the person I am right now. I'll accept myself for the person I am right now. I will um, pardon myself. I will not have hatred or regrets. It's just, hey, I'm doing my best. I'm trying my best. Uh, like, I cannot ask myself to do better then, what i can do best it's 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 impossible just do the best you can and then you become better and the things you do get better and better so you like the best you can do is better than the best you could The best you can do today was not the best you could do at five years old, right? Keeps changing moment to moment, every second. And if you let that nature change yourself... Every second. And you stay equanimous. In the addictions and contradictions. That you are. Finding left to right. And you love yourself. Anyway. Let's say you love your girlfriend. But you also. Crave other girlfriends. It's okay. Accept it. It's a craving. Look at it for what it is, all right, you let it go, and the more you observe, the more you see the flaws, the more you see the contradictions, the more you, you identify smaller and smaller and smaller contradictions, subtler, subtler and subtler addictions, you can identify subtler, subtler, subtler contradictions. Unconscious contradictions. That is great for expanding your awareness. Expanding the consciousness. If you are not there yet, that's all good. If you are not to the place where you are expanding your, your awareness, your consciousness, you are exploring your unconsciousness. And... You do it in an equanimous way, now you really start progressing. Because whatever you encounter, you accept it. And you just fall like a rock in your unconscious. Everything becomes conscious slowly but surely. You accept things for what they are. You accept reality as it is. And not as you would like it to be. You just let reality as it is. And you accept it along the way. Staying equanimous, finding things. Dropping like a water in the lake, uh, dropping like a rock in the lake. <sighs> but for most people, I wouldn't uh, throw that general message of like expand your consciousness and um, go deep inside the unconscious mind. That's the second step. Let's focus on the first step. And then we'll have some fun at the unconscious depth of the mind, okay? In the unconscious depth of the mind. Finding my deepest contradictions and the uh, the settle. Okay, we're going to go there later. Just to make sure we can implement this in the day-to-day life, let's start with what is conscious. Purifying the contradictions that are conscious purifying the contradictions that you currently can be aware of. You sit down, observe your breath, and look at what is going on in the intellectual world, in your mental. You just look at it. You look at all these thoughts. You're never going to be able to do it. You're a piece of shit. You're stupid. Um, you shouldn't be doing this. This is not good. Blah You observe that. If you observe these conscious thoughts long enough and you wait and you look at them for what they are, you start identifying where you are contradicting yourself. You are fooling yourself. On one side, you're saying you're stupid. Uh, on one day, on one meditation, you're, you're saying, oh, I'm so intelligent. And on the other day, you're like, oh, I'm so fucking stupid. You are contradicting yourself. This is a contradiction. Uh, This is a contradiction. On one side, you want to believe that you're stupid because blah, 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 blah. So many thoughts. And on the other side, you want to believe that you're intelligent because of da, 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 so many thoughts. So you start seeing your program. You start seeing your conditioning. It's like a a code, like um, programmers do with computers. Write down some algorithms. If this happens, this, do that, feel like that, sense like that, vibrate like that, react like that. Have this attitude towards that, place, that person and not with that person. That person does this, react like this. The other person does the same thing, react another way because you have a different um, attitude towards that person. Like so much... Programmation, so much rules, so much if, so much variables, so much conditioning. And start with what you can be aware of and just look at all these contradictions. When you look, when you can identify an addiction, great. First step. That's a step. And then you can identify. Another addiction, great, that's another step. And then you identify your contradictions, great, that's another step. But then you have to, let's say, if you have this contradiction or this contradiction, um, I want a girlfriend, I want to, I, I want to have that girlfriend right now that I'm living with. But I also am craving other realities that I could potentially live with other girls. Great. What do I do with that? You prioritize this addiction or this addiction. And then you see through prioritization, through importance, where you put them, like, do, do you put more importance in having a strong relationship, a family, a kid, uh, like kids, uh, like a wife that you love, that you've been working patiently, diligently, hard enough to, to have this strong relationship? Because a strong relationship, you don't find a strong relationship. You don't find a strong house you build the house. You build a strong relationship. So these are the rules, the beliefs, the principles behind the importance I put on one side of the balance, which is one girlfriend, one family. That's it. Dedicating all my heart and attention towards one woman, one life, one reality. And on the other side, there's like, how much do I put importance to having multiple girlfriends, being a Dan Brazilian, um, fucking here and there, putting my dick inside a pussy whenever the fuck I want. So I, I identified that I was craving that a lot. I was craving that a lot. That variety of pussies and varieties of... Of women and varieties of but that was unconscious, and that that was making my life miserable because when you're not equanimous, you are miserable, you are feeling suffering, you're suffering because the root of suffering is desires, the root of suffering is I'm addicted to that. It's sankara, and you are suffering when you are addicted to something you want it and then you don't have it then you feel empty you feel you feel sad or or angry or hatred or depressed or put a word on it i don't care it's a vibration it's a sensation it's a sankara it is suffering it's negative emotion we don't want negative emotion we are optimizing our human experience to feel harmonious, lovely, compassionate towards others all the time to feel a good vibration. Have to learn to love every vibration. So if you have contradictions right now, if you're able to identify your contradictions intellectually, let's just start intellectually, guys. The more I'll do podcasts, the more we'll we'll like, I don't know, meditate together At a certain point, maybe, probably, certainly. Let's say it like that. We will feel our sensations slowly but surely in the body and be able to identify those with intellectual limits of the mind. And we'll start accepting them, loving them, and we will start letting ourselves flow to the laws of nature instead of wanting to wanting that the laws of nature be that way or be that way and craving here and there what it is not. Let's look at what is. What is. Not what we think it is, what we would like it to be, get rid of that every time we identify something that it is not then let's keep looking okay if it's not that let's keep looking and you keep looking for what is i'll close the podcast on that note one of my friend told me he asked me what is love it's just a simple question what is love How can I find love? How do I know if I found it? Like all these little questions about love. And I told him. Just simply. Get rid of what you know is not love. That's it. You want to find love? That's not love. That's obviously not not love. That's obviously not love. That's obviously not love. And you keep looking. You keep looking. And you keep refining your truth, your own wisdom, through your own experience. That's one of the most important key I have understood in my 10-day meditation retreat at Vipassana at Montebello. Is that... The import it's the importance of the experience, which is more spiritual, less easy to, to put into words. And on the other side, the intellectual understanding with words, the science. On one side, we have science. On the other, we have spirituality. On one side, we have have discovery. Like, no, on one side, we have adventure, which is spirituality. And on the other side, we have discovery. We make discoveries. We observe these discoveries. And we accept them for what they are. And we don't try to change the laws of nature. We cannot change the law of nature. Let it be. Let things be for what they are. Look at reality for what it is. And you will find out that reality is love. Call reality God. I don't care if you have a God of devotion. God is love. Reality is love. Everything is love. Let's end on that. Let's aim for life of compassion, love, harmony, goodwill. And let's get rid of the negativity. Love you all. Peace. And I highly suggest you type Vipassana Montebello on Google. You call and just just go do it.